Imagine a condition that makes a person irritable, depressed, and self-centered, and is associated with a 26% increase of premature mortality. Imagine too that in industrialized countries, around a third of people are affected by this condition. The effects of the condition are not attributable to some peculiarity of the character of a subset of individuals. They are a result of the condition of affecting ordinary people. Such a condition exists and it's called loneliness. Loneliness has been associated with social isolation, depression, introversion or poor social skills. So that is what we're going to talk about today, loneliness. Hello <laughs> and welcome. It won't be as dark and somber for the rest of the episode, but it's an issue that. So before we talk about why we're talking about it, today the coffee we are drinking is actually not coffee. It is tea. Lion's tea, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sometimes you just got to drink a cup of tea, don't you? So it's good. To and actually, considering the topic that we're just about to talk to, it's a fitting drink. I think so as well. Isn't it? Come on, come over and have a cup of tea with me. We'll have a chat. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. And here we are. So, why are we talking about this, Aidan? Well, we were trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about this week. And uh, just say, welcome back, Aidan. (laughs) (laughs) What are you speaking to yourself? So I'm back in Ireland this week. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, that was Aiden that had welcomed himself back to Donegal. And uh, that's why me and Stephen are together again. So that's kind of also ties into why I'm here or to what we're talking about. Um, so I've just spent the last six weeks in Scotland and just right back the other day. We're talking about loneliness because we were talking about, uh, me and Stephen are trying to think about what we want to talk about as we normally do and Stephen asked me the question he's like what's going on in your life or is there anything that's on your mind and I don't think I I was actually lonely the last six weeks even though my job is very isolating but I spent a lot of time alone so I said that to him and I said there was a couple other things I thought that I'd put up for maybe that I was thinking about yeah I think so I can't remember that but loneliness anyways or or being alone was was one of the things that that's something that I, I haven't really been used to before um and then through the post came this um form leaflet from the nhs in the uk yeah and it was loneliness kills and i took a photo of it and i sent to Stephen. i said this is a sign this is what we've got to talk about so that's why we picked the subject to talk about loneliness Mm -hmm. and so we've done a little bit of research on it um, because I don't want to be just coming in here without any idea um, but I suppose that so I'll just list a couple of things in terms of some of the data that I find on it so being a research student <laughs> I was in charge of getting some of that so basically a lot of the risk factors for loneliness include living in a rural area um, cognitive impairment being a widow some say that being female and others say being female so it's sort of mixed having a lower income or lower education and then depression living alone being poorly understood and it says wisdom but i'm not really sure what that means as in people who are incredibly smart maybe is it 
don't know, just his wisdom, maybe, yeah, but anyway. Um, and then some of the negative effects associated with loneliness include a poor quality of life, poor cognition, um, poor subject subjective health, uh, it's related to stress and depression, decreasing quality of sleep, and then some other um, comorbidities and cardiovascular disease and, disease and stuff like that. So it's a lot of negative effects associated with it. Um, I was going to ask you the question, is there anything there to say, like, is there like a list of questions that you can ask yourself to see if you are lonely or not, but basically some of them symptoms that you just described there would probably fall into that category? Yes, there is some stuff out there. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but I know there is sort of stuff in that because there's a lot of research on it. And if you did, if you want to look up, we'll look up something proper and, and put it in the link. Um, and there is a coping with loneliness, which we'll talk about at the end from the health service in Ireland. Um, but what I was kind of looking up was more facts and stats and mm-hmm. stuff. So I don't have a question there. But it's something that affects people regardless of age gender or cultural differences and it's a global sort of problem that actually has been highlighted more due to COVID-19 and some of the studies on that so everyone has gone through COVID a lot of people may have experienced loneliness or became lonely during that period um, and it's interesting that the risk factors for loneliness were almost identical pre and post pandemic or pre and during pandemic so this study which was done in the UK and had over 60,000 people part of it, says that those who are young adults, women, people with low education or income, economically inactive, people living on own. It's a nice way to say you're on the dole, isn't it? <laughs> economically. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but yeah, these are, I'm economically inactive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and urban residents are all at high risk of being lonely. So the risk factors remain the same. However, people are more prone to those risk factors because a lot of people got let off. Um, their income might have changed. People were living alone. Um, and yeah, so loneliness might have occurred more and heightened during COVID-19. Um, and interestingly, it seems to be a risk factor among young adults which i would have thought it would be more older adult mm. there's a lot of data on that too um so that's the sort of scientific background of stuff on it um and i suppose now we're going to kind of talk more about our own experiences of it and probably i think we should differentiate the difference between loneliness and just being alone or spending time alone if you want to expand on that in well the thing that came through in the post says um Imagine feeling all alone with no one to talk to day after day. Imagine having no one to turn to when you need support. Imagine being so lonely and isolated. So when I, the last six weeks that I've spent um, managing the house, I'm the only staff member of the house. Now there is other people that come in and out of the house and there's guests there. But I would have found that obviously that's a professional setting that I was working in so I wouldn't have been talking to guests about what was going on in my life or I wouldn't have been talking to uh, the other workers about what was going on in my life so I can see that like that day after day of having sort of no one to talk to but what I found in the last six weeks and when I was talking to you about maybe doing this as a, as a subject I was worried about like I don't think not that I was worried but I was like I don't think that I'm lonely but I am definitely alone. 
or have been alone for the last six weeks and I, and I think there's a massive difference in that and I never felt moments of loneliness um, as much as I felt moments of or, or as much as I had spent time just being alone so like I would have done basically everything by myself and for myself and there was nobody else really that I had to do it for which mm-hmm. in a strange way is kind of liberating mm-hmm. um, and I, I know we were having this conversation though before uh, we started recording and some of the things that that maybe I've sort of had to start over I suppose because I've moved to a new country new job um, so in my own experience some and I've moved country before um, my anchor is the gym and always has been not always has been the gym but like that's my anchor point that's the one place that when I walk into the gym I'm confident I know what I'm doing I know what I'm about and it's that one one base and is it like what we had talked about before the control the controllable so that's mm-hmm. at least one thing that I know that I can do and do it well and nutrition is the other thing or how I eat is the other thing that I know that I can do so they were like the first two things that I had grabbed hold of maybe because mm-hmm. I knew it was go- like I knew I was going into a job that was going to like leave me by myself a lot I knew I was going to a new country like like it was voluntary loneliness or aloneness <clears throat> aloneness mm, I don't know <laughs> that's a word but I'll accept so I knew so I knew that I was going to have to get involved and do the things that that make me feel good and going for my morning swims and stuff like that there but loneliness I'm not sure if it's something I've ever felt because I have a lot of good people um, and what I did notice was my phone time went up a lot which is probably not ideal but it was because I was keeping in contact with friends and family and stuff back home mm-hmm. so that probably took away a lot of the loneliness because if I had no phone if I had no contact outside of that then I think it would have been a very different case yes that makes sense I suppose and so I live on my own I have done so for at least nine months um, and I've lived on my own other times I enjoy it it's great it's fantastic Um, but I'd never experienced loneliness from living on my own because I live near friends near family so they call over now now when it's possible and I'll call over to them or go for walks like the, how this whole podcast started. I suppose that could actually be oh, without even, I've just realised this now that potentially There's a light bulb going on <laughs> I don't know, Stephen's just having a bazinga moment here We were potentially preventing loneliness from yeah. setting in in ourselves by meeting up in the forest park doing our walks in the evening when it was yeah. pitch black so maybe, even darker again I know yeah. <laughs> so we might have actually stopped ourselves from being or experiencing loneliness, loneliness. and <clears throat> I suppose during COVID during the first proper serious lockdown I was living with two ladies Alana and Clara and now we had great crack in fairness at the time so it was never lonely and then the second proper lockdown, I was living with the little brother. <laughs> who Still shall we name or remain nameless? <laughs> the little brother, you know who you are. <laughs> and he, yeah, we had a bit of crack and stuff as well. And because we're living within 5k of a beach, we surfed and stuff. And there was other people you kind of 
and we were scene. very lucky like when, mm. when you're talking about them stats about being rural you couldn't have picked a better rural place to be because we're two kilometers off the beach or two kilometers mm. off the forest park mountains uh, and all our family are probably quite close as well yeah so i suppose someone living in a city might have had a very different experience of covid19 but it's, it's like that saying and... you could be in a city full of people and still feel yes. lonely yes and i do um, remember when i went to vienna first it was so i didn't speak the language which is difficult and i'd never been in a city before so never mind that i couldn't uh didn't know how to use public transport didn't speak the language um didn't know the city mm-hmm. so for the first geez for the first six weeks i'd say i spent a lot of time inside in the apartment Okay. Yeah, until I eventually started getting a bit braver and a bit braver and um, going out because I didn't know how to use, like I like, know it sounds silly, but I didn't know how to use the underground. Like couldn't couldn't figure it out because I'd never needed to use it before. So unless it was unless somewhere was walking distance of me, like I didn't go to see it or didn't explore the city and just a real country bumpkin. <laughs> and that's all I was thinking. Yeah. I didn't want it's to say real, it. I'm yeah. It's a real country bumpkin. Um, but then again, it was, it was something similar. It was like, join the gym, start there, you know, build off that, find one coffee shop that you like to go to and maybe, you know, that they speak English or, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then Scotland very much was the same. I said, join the gym, but there's like two coffee shops that I know that I can go to and quite friendly with the staff. Um, but where it is in Scotland is like the, there's very little people my age mm. there, so it seems to be their young families or older people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is like a little bit harder to socialise, and the gym is very quiet. Right. So like the chances of bumping into someone in the gym that you might click with is slim to nil. Whereas when I was in Vienna, I clicked with a guy from America in the gym, and we became best friends when I was in Vienna. Or, you know, like really good friends. <laughs> <hurt. laughs> uh, and he's back in America again, but like the chance of me bumping into someone over there are, are pretty slim. Yeah, well, it's something I've thought about even before. Like when you're a child, you're on a playground and you just make friends. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> makes friends. But as an adult, like. It's not so easy, yeah. It's not that easy to just make friends. Like, where does even one do such a thing? Like, you know. <laughs> but I've had this thought before. This is off topic completely, but like, you know. If you're a working adult living in a city, like outside of work, it's hard to socialize. You know, yeah. Say if you moved to a city like you did, yeah. and I mean, you probably became most friendly with those that you worked with. That's how it started. Tends be, yeah, tends to be yeah. the way. Or and I also found that like, like people our age, I know we're we're very different here because um, Dunfanaghy and Donegal gets a lot of blow-ins and so we're quite open to including people into our friend circle and surf circle and stuff like that there mm-hmm. but I have found like in the city was like most people have their friends already and yes. don't want more friends mm-hmm. you know or don't need them whereas you're like looking for like one or two people to hang out with yeah. you know but I think up here is very different for that yes because it's so small and there's yeah, yeah it's all quite open but I suppose it's probably one factor that leads into so before we even go any further I think it's very important to state how important being alone can be mm-hmm. so I find for myself and it's something that I've realised over the last few years more so is I'd be an extrovert so I'd be quite open and 
I never would have thought that about you. No. Oh my god. No. Newsflash. <laughs> Stop the podcast. Stop the papers. Hold the press. Newsflash coming in. So, but I realized in the last couple of years that for me to be my best self with others, I need that time to recharge mm-hmm. myself and be alone and just spend that time with myself. Whereas when I was younger, I would have almost been afraid to be alone. But actually, I think you can get a lot of benefits and the science as well would back that up by saying, taking uh, time to yourself, reflect and, you know, think about things yourself is important. We've kind of touched on that before yeah, as well. And before, just when you mentioned that, you know, think about things by yourself, we were, again, pre-pod talks that we were having. I struggled uh, to organize my thoughts this last couple of weeks because a lot of them, a lot of thoughts I was having were obviously internal thoughts, <laughs> but I wasn't able to think them out loud. It wasn't, not that I wasn't able to, I was choosing purposely not to because I wanted to be sitting across from you mm-hmm. and my friends to have these sort of conversations. I didn't want to be having conversations like that over the phone where there's a delay. And mm-hmm. um, so I agree with like being by yourself and doing things for yourself and thinking by yourself. But it was getting to the stage that I needed to have someone to think out loud with mm-hmm. and to just make sure that I was thinking okay or keeping me right, you know, or... I get what you mean. I think sometimes I find if you have like a problem or you have to choose between A and B or if I come to you and express the problem and talk it out... Yeah. You mightn't even have to say anything, just to ask a couple of questions exactly. and then I'll come up with a solution. But, yeah. you know, I think that's important for yeah. anything in life is that engagement and, with people. Yeah, the things that I was thinking about or whatever, like, or whatever was I had no one there to be like, I was jumping, I was jumping a lot in my head. So like, I was thinking about it one minute, leave it, think about something else. And it wasn't as if it was a steady, continuous conversation. It was very jumpy. And I had no one there, as, as you said, like even just to, once you start speaking it out loud, you start to untangle it yeah. for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really would have looked queer and mad, wouldn't I? Just going around chatting away to myself. <laughs> have two different jumpers. Well, <laughs> Walking over back the garden, and, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's a different sort of psychological yeah. <laughs> mindset that <laughs> we'll not get into today. Um, but I do pose a question to you before we move on as well is have you experienced loneliness or something close to it or anything that you're listing there that's like oh i kind of remember that or Mm, so i've moved to a few cities on my own but i've known people there so never really experienced loneliness the one that does spring to mind and it was a bit of a helpless situation probably so i was in bangkok is that funny? <laughs> and it being a massive city, I'm not sure the population, but well above 10 million, and I think. So it's a massive city, so it wasn't that I was alone. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Father Ted moment, he looks outside about the population. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's at least 100,000 out there. <laughs> um, so that, at that time, I was in a hostel and that so it was nighttime for me but it was daytime in Ireland where my mum big shout out to Bridget 
was going through a serious operation. So I had just left maybe three weeks before that. I was traveling and mum had gotten news of being sick. So she had to get a surgery pretty much straight away. And her initial reaction, so I was in Bangkok. Melissa, my sister, was in New Zealand and the wee brother (laughs) was in America. (laughs) And mum was like, none of you are coming home. She didn't want any of us home. We didn't know what to do. And it was kind of like, you know, you want to go home and be there for your mother and support her. But if she's asking you not to come home, then coming home would actually not be helpful because it would just make her annoyed and then all that sort of stuff. So it was, there was a lot of to and fro And then eventually we didn't come home. And that morning, so she would have been, it would have been morning in Ireland where she's getting the surgery, but it would have been happening in the night while I was in Bangkok. And literally I was just sitting there in a massive city in the hostel. There's nothing I could do. It was completely helpless. I was just sitting waiting for a word. So that was, and there's no one the hostel that I picked it probably picked a bad hostel wasn't that well it was in Asia so everyone in the hostel spoke Asia which is not enough but spoke what? Asia I spoke Asia <laughs> spoke Asia right yeah it's a new language. Just language it's a mix of Japanese Chinese and can you, can you speak any of it for us now? Um, no 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 that's the problem I couldn't speak it <laughs> They, a lot of them were Asian tourists that spoke Asian languages. Therefore, I had no communication to speak to anyone. So I was just on my own in this hostel. And that's probably the only time I experienced loneliness because it was more helplessness. And there's nothing I could do to help. Other than, and there's nothing I could do, just wait. Do you remember what you were feeling as such? Helpless? Completely helpless. I just completely useless. Like yeah. There was nothing... I could do there was nothing I could would really take my mind I know off it. that feeling is not nice like I've been uh, also away and I've got phone calls where things have happened or situation at home or and you're out there living your best life as such mm-hmm. and there's shit hits fan at home and you're like fuck it's very surreal and I can do like, like do you want me to go and get a flight because I will but like I'm not going to be any help to you, really. No, well, that's the, exactly what mum said. She's like, you'll, you'll all fly home and then be lovely for a day. And then, and then a week what are you later, do? Yeah. we're all sitting, what was the term earlier for the door? <laughs> well, oh, uh, economic. <laughs> economically deprived or something, was it? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a fair point. Like, and It's very hard to know what to do in that situation. I think your mum made a good call. I think so as well. Yeah. I mean, I think probably it would put more pressure on her as well. You know, that feeling of... Yeah, yeah, of course. Of maybe feeling of having to be okay or... for Yeah, or whatever or, yeah. it might be. Like, so I suppose that's the one thing that when we think about this last couple of days and we decide we're going to chat about it, that's the one thing that's brought to mind. Okay. For me, being lonely. But it was, yeah, it was definitely just a sense of being useless in that situation it's completely yeah. out of my control whatever was to happen and it's just so far from any comfort as such there was no you'd know like yeah, yeah. you'd only your own stuff really now is it you didn't have your own bed or anything no or, nothing no. like yeah so that's probably the only one i don't know if you have any we've talked about before so i know that's the kind of 
I felt like it was lonely. But I remember you spoke about it in the very first episode. That's what I'm thinking of as well. Mm. We're on the same. Is that? But you were sort of. It's probably good to differentiate now that just because you're on your own doesn't mean you're lonely. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good to sit through, like we've talked about in that episode. Yeah. It's good to sit through and think about it before you bring it to anyone else, almost to a certain extent. <clears throat> That's kind of what the conclusion that I had come to from that time was like, uh, again, there was a couple of weeks when I was in hospital going through chemo and the influenza was there at the time so nobody could come in to see me because my bloods were so low. Um, and this is all in the first episode, so sorry if some of you guys are hearing this again, but if you haven't heard it, I talk about it in the first episode. And Which is ha- called Having a Ball. Having a Ball. Yeah. And this episode, we didn't actually name this episode. Oh. It's called Mr. Lonely. Mr. Lonely. Um, and I would have been Mr. Alone that week. <laughs> so no one could get in to see me because my bloods were so low and they were afraid that I would pick up an infection. And uh, what had happened to me was I had started falling asleep during the day because there was nobody there to kind of keep me awake and keep me going. And then I started turning day into night, so I was awake all night. And the strange way that chemo affected me was I didn't want to be on my laptop or I didn't want to be on my phone. And I couldn't look at the TV screen because it was just hurting my eyes and didn't have the concentration to read. Um, so I spent a lot of time staring at the walls and mm. staring into the darkness or the dark of the room because I was still trying to sleep. Um, so I was probably the most alone I have ever been mm. as in because I didn't even want to look at technology to stay in touch with the outside world and no one could get in to see me. And did you think at that time that you were lonely? No. That's probably the last thing that crossed my mind, I would say. I, ju- it, I, I was just thinking I, I was more like talking myself up a big game. I was like, you just have to keep grinding through this and you just have to keep getting through it, get to the morning, you know, that sort of way. And what do you think in terms of you're saying the last few weeks that maybe you're starting to feel a bit lonely what is different between the last few weeks compared to that scenario that you were able to tell yourself you know be resilient coming towards the end now of the six weeks i was counting down the days to get home to be fair i was like writing you know just a couple more days and you're home that sort of way but it was i stayed in touch with friends through my phone because I was able to stay on my phone. Whereas when I was going through chemo, I was like, okay. didn't want to look at the screen. It was mm-hmm. just hurt my eyes. So, um, And as I said, my phone time in the last couple of weeks, like each week on week, it's gone up and up and up. My phone my time on the screen, um, which has been just more time chatting to people. Mm-hmm. Um, did I have moments of, there was definitely, I'm a, so I went over, I think around the start of the month. Um, and, we had guests three weeks into that that were leaving and had got on quite well with them and one one woman she was an irish woman and uh before she left she she had thanked me for the trip and said that she'd like the best weekend ever and she's like oh come here give me a hug so i give her a hug and in that moment i was like jesus i haven't hugged someone in three weeks and my heart sank and like when they left, I had a I had a big lump in my throat. I was like, it's been so long since I've had human contact, even though I've been around humans and stuff. But actually, for someone to reach out and give me a hug has been three weeks. And so that 
probably brought me down with a bit of a bang mm-hmm. to be fair and then i made more of a conscious effort and no obviously covid's happening but like of but i made a conscious effort to hug more people over the last couple of weeks just because that's what makes me feel good i'm a huggy person anyway as, as you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and that has taken away a lot of the that physical touch has taken away a lot of the loneliness feelings that i might have been experiencing but not been aware that i was experiencing them maybe because mm-hmm. it was until that moment because i was so busy you're just working and she <clears> hugged <throat> me in that moment it's like jesus it's been ages since someone's yeah. give me a hug like so that's interesting yeah the touch the human the human touch, touch. i think i've had about 50 hugs since i come home <laughs> it's like first hug thing tally. Yeah, your little tally li- in your- literally did a hug <laughs> I, I did i did a hug tally yesterday i think i did a hug to eight people yesterday it's great you're a super spreader i am a super spreader else, just else. so much love to give <laughs> just want hugs love for everybody yeah and um, i suppose yeah it's interesting that that's one of the things that both helped you but also made you realize yeah um and i suppose a lot of people maybe listening to this again will stress about the difference between being alone and loneliness yeah and, and again i don't think i was lonely but just spent a lot of time alone and had been out of contact with people yeah. and we did re- we did sort of state some of the negative effects of loneliness i mean that's the sort of maybe long-term effects mm. of, but it can creep in very quickly as well so one thing i found in so the hse which is ireland's health service uh, has a coping with loneliness sort of guidance type thing so i might just run through that before yeah. we finish the episode just for if anyone is listening and, and feel they might be experiencing it and interesting the first one and how to deal with loneliness is get busy so you know if you're bored or can't find a job volunteer with an organization you care about or help um with an event you might be interested in so i suppose that comes to those that are on the door yeah and they might be that economic that we can't figure out the second word i know economically <laughs> deprived or whatever the, <laughs> it's definitely not deprived no i can't remember what it is but so that kind of makes sense um and then knowing you're not alone so life feels very different so being unemployed is also stressful life feels very different the future is uncertain but remember that everyone goes through lonely periods in life i mean kind of a wishy-washy thing there kind of but it is good to know that people will listen to you mm-hmm. everyone should have hopefully does have that one or two people in their life and um, another thing is boost your self-esteem um, a lack of confidence can hold you back in social situations meeting new people can be stressful um, so think of one thing about yourself that others admire and build on that that's something you've talked about before about three strengths from the day or mm-hmm. three strengths that you have you know um reflect back on yeah your day and on yourself and that can um help and explore your interests so taking up new hobbies is a good way of combating loneliness um and enjoy your own company so this one might feel strange at first if you're used to being around other people but spending time alone can be liberating so again that's something we just literally talked about how when i was younger I would have thought it was strange, but now I do feel that liberation from it. Um, try not to worry. It sounds a bit a strange thing to say to be honest from the um, But sometimes the best thing to do is accept your feelings. I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's that, kind of what you were explaining there. 
and then mind yourself by taking what you see online with a pinch of salt remember people always present their best selves online be wary of certain groups so just yeah don't do drugs yeah don't be getting into cults and gangs yeah yeah pretty much um don't become too online dependent which can definitely yeah and then uh the last one is when you're lonely you may place too much weight on new friendships and relationships but trust gradually take it slow and accept your new friends for who they are take your time with new relationships so again, that's probably what you were saying. You could easily have rushed into yeah. the first person you met and be like, oh, we're now best friends. <laughs> Hi, Brent. You know, and just lean on that person. Yeah, of course. Without and realizing you, yeah. that it could actually be a toxic thing that you're yeah. Leaning too heavy. And just again, just recap my own experience. Um, if you're feeling something like this as well, my anchor is the gym. That's the one thing that like I know I'm confident in. And I build my base sort of off that. So like that's my one trick for sort of some sort of stability in my life or to try and take away some of the um, the turbulence of if you're moving or going somewhere new or, you know, that's the one base that I, that I go for first when I go somewhere and then maybe find a coffee shop. And I'm not particularly good at, I guess that's why like JA is such an excellent association like the world over because there's, at least there's something that you can go to um, but I'm guilty of not doing that um, but that's how I do it yeah that's been beneficial to me when yeah. I move to different places that join your J team or join a team and all of a sudden they or a have... club or a society or something yeah but again it's the same joining a gym is joining a club it's yeah you know and joining classes within that you can certainly meet people like or whatever it is so um, classes are probably even better yeah yeah for meeting people yeah um, so it's just yeah I like them that bit of advice and it's all and like it's all um, uh, common sense as such but it's just that sort of step or that you can be reluctant to, to take it you know of mm-hmm. joining a society or something but chances are most of the people that are there are there for some sort of similar reasons mm-hmm. you know yeah so I suppose for anyone that is experiencing loneliness running um, to reach out to people, um, to professionals if needs be, um, and try catch it before it becomes uh, an issue of mental or physical un unwell being. Does that make sense? Before it affects your mental and physical well being, basically. Mm. Um, and yeah, have you anything else to add to that? I'm trying to think. Also, the song by Akon. <laughs> has not stopped going through my head since we the whole podcast I can see him singing it <laughs> it's going through when my I'm head I'm talking he's miming it <laughs> go on give, give us a wee belt of it. Ah, you can't go on it. there could be somebody Lonely. listening to this <laughs> go on. Mr. Lonely <laughs> it's a lot of more high pitched than that song but... go on give us a high pitched bit <clears throat> god no nobody wants to hear that they might the Stephen you don't know who's listening do you know what go on Spotify look up Akon <laughs> and play the song Lonely and that is what's been going through my head this whole episode and thank you very much for listening if you are feeling lonely and you listen to the song Mr. Lonely send us a voice note of you singing it please to Soul Brew Podcast uh, on Instagram give us your best belter of Mr. Lonely and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll send them up. back we'll, yeah we'll, we'll send them back or we'll put a collaboration up yeah so yeah thank you for listening and peace and love peace and love